everyone. Welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible study author, adventure junkie, and founder of Voice of the Voiceless, empowering women in Africa. Join me here every week for inspiring conversations on discovering miracles in life's messy moments. Here's this week's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Princess of Shea. Princess of Shea is a luxury plant-based skincare brand. They specialize in whipped face and body butters. Their values are quality skincare with the effectiveness of expensive store brand moisturizers, but without the harsh chemicals and toxins. Ingredients you can pronounce from a source you can trust. They have signature creams that are formulated with organic oils and raw exotic butters. All of their signature whipped body butters contain ingredients that have ultra-moisturizing, skin-softening, and anti-aging powers. They also offer custom orders and small batch creations to ensure that each product is personal, intimate, and fresh. You can find Princess of Shea at Princess of Shea on Instagram and Princess of Shea on Facebook, or visit their website, princessofshea.com, to start your journey to healthy, glowing skin. Princess of Shea is one of my absolute favorite skincare brands. Today's special guest is Dr. Jody Dietrich. Through the harrowing abduction of her teenage daughter and a life devoted to ministry, Jody has a profound understanding of the power of redemption. The author of The Settled Soul and The Jesus Hearted Woman, Jody is a certified personal coach and an in demand speaker for many groups across America. Jody, an adjunct professor at Northwest University, loves to talk to people at heart level about things that matter most. For many years, she was a religious columnist for the Seattle Times, one of America's leading newspapers. She lives with her minister husband, Don, in the rainy Pacific Northwest, where lattes are always a good idea. Well, welcome, Jody. It is so wonderful to have you on the Make Life Matter podcast. Oh my goodness, Angela. I am so delighted to be here. I've been an Angela Donatio fan for several years now, so it's just so fun to get to be with you today. Oh, thank you, Jody. Well, the feeling is mutual. I am all things Jody. One of my favorite books of all time is The Jesus Hearted oh. Woman. Oh my, <laughs> oh my goodness. goodness. I And I, I think I've said this to you before. I feel like it could have been called The Jesus Hearted Leader because there's so much in that book that that resource um, it is a must resource for any any woman who wants to know Jesus and represent Jesus in a meaningful way I'm telling you that is really one of my go-to books I have taught it and taught it and I took it all the way with me to Africa and we did a Jesus hearted woman conference I remember that I was so honored and humbled so they loved it they loved it I carried little bookmarks that had the Jesus hearted woman on it and shared that with so many hundreds of women so thank you Jody for just all that you're doing and and we, you've got a brand new book, a Bible study, which is the settled soul. And I cannot wait to talk about that oh. in just a moment. Yay. Sounds good. And I'm actually going through that. So I'm going to just kind of ask you some questions that were already fresh on my mind, but tell us more about you. Maybe someone that is just hearing about you for the very first time. What's maybe something I didn't share in my introduction that you'd like people to know about you. 
Well, my goodness, um, thank you so much for your kind introduction. You make me sound way better than I am. But um, so just fun, crazy thing about me, besides the fact that I love coffee, I love coffee with two tablespoons of heavy cream in it, Angela. Mm. I mean, we're talking luxury, eating, drinking right there. <laughs> so how many cups do you drink a day? Oh, usually, you know, I try to watch my caffeine intake. So usually I'll try to stay at a cup and a half. But when I go to Starbucks, it's a quad shot Americano. Really? So, That's my yeah, husband. Yeah. I would <laughs> so, not have pegged you for a quad shot. Hardcore. You know, I'm from the Seattle area, <laughs> so we true. love our coffee. <laughs> that is very, very true. Well, there's so many wonderful things that I could go on and on about you, but I want people to just kind of hear a little bit about your story. I know that you have walked through some season in your life where you've overcome challenges, you've discovered miracles, even in life's messy moments. And I know some of that has been the foundation for you to even write your resources like the Jesus hearted woman and the settled soul. So walk us through a little bit of your story, Jody. how do you kind of came to know the Lord the way that you do and how you've you know, seen him and experienced him even in the messy seasons of life? Wow, great question. Well, I am a third generation uh, preacher's kid and so grew up definitely in the church, cutting my teeth on the pews, so to speak. Um, and I really cherish that legacy. And yet I think that I was set up to, to believe in some formulas that maybe are not really biblical, um, kind of just if you... Um, do this and believe this, then the outcome will always be this. But life is messy, as you say so uh, beautifully and so often. And so I, I was thinking back to one particular challenge. Um, there, there have been many that I could talk about and some that I'm in the middle of right now that are honestly really grueling and hard. But I was thinking back to a time when I received one of the most unsettling phone calls of my life. Um, I was in my, oh, probably in my early or actually probably late 30s. And um, our daughter was a freshman in high school and I was home um, making lunch um, for my son who was not feeling well. And the phone rang and I answered it and a voice said, Mrs. Dietrich, a male voice. And I said, yes. And he said, you have a daughter named Christy? And I said, yes. And he said, and she's a real blonde. And I said, yes, who is this? And he, he said, um, she didn't make it to where she was going this morning. I have her. And um, as you can imagine, my, uh, my world seemed to stop spinning and my heart was just thumping wildly. And I ask who is this again and he began to tell me that he had our beautiful um 16 year old daughter um in a hotel room tied up and started talking about what he was doing to her uh, oh. sexually and i remembered the words that automatically came out of my mouth angela um, words that I didn't know would just rise to the surface, but all my life I had been taught and had learned to trust in the name of Jesus and, and the shed blood of Jesus. And so I just immediately said, I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, mm -hmm. and he, he replied, I, and I love her in the name of Satan. And, and the second time that I said that to him, our son jumped up 
off the couch and wondered, you know, mom, what's going on? And, and I said, Mark, go get the other phone. And when, when uh, I said that he hung up. And so um, that it's a long story, but, but he, we had put a happy ad in the newspaper for her 16th birthday that had her name, that she was a blonde, just happy birthday, sweet Christy, our, our beautiful blonde, we love you. And from that, he, he got our information and mm. um, began to, he would terrorize people from just ads, happy ads in the newspaper. So something that starts out happy and innocent can, you know, can take that turn. And I had to really uh, fight a battle with fear after that, even though when we learned that she was safe, I called the school and they went and found her and she called me back. And I just remember that great sense of relief. And yet then that set up questions until later we kind of discovered what this guy was doing. It was like, you know, was this person stalking my child? What, you know, I didn't really want her to go to the mailbox alone or much less, mm. you know, games, that kind of thing. And, and so I had to kind of learn to retrust and recommit um, the most precious part of my life, my family, um, to Jesus again. And let me tell you, even though that season passed and I've had to make that same choice over and over again, um, because you know what, every day we're served portions of bitter and sweet. And, mm. and so we have to not deny the sweet because of the bitter and what I've learned is that life on planet Earth will both, both warm you and wound you. Hmm. And But you have to not let your wounds decide your faith. Don't let your wounds decide your faith. Because sometimes we're bruised by humans and so we withdraw from God's touch too. And, and sometimes when we're hurt by life, we move away from the life giver. And so again, I would just say to everyone listening, don't let your wounds decide your faith. Press through the pain and you'll find his presence and, and his peace waiting on the other side of those shadows. Mm. Wow. You know, Jody, I've heard you share a portion of that before, but that was just so impacting for me. I have a daughter who's now 24 and I just, I just cannot imagine going through that. I'm so grateful to hear you know, this story on the other side of it. And I know for any listeners who feel like they've been through something traumatic or where was God in the middle of that, what, what encouragement you just gave us to not let our wounds determine our faith. I was reminded as I've been emailing with you and I've known you for some years now, your tagline in your email is there is no rewind. There is only redemption. Right. And right. I just thought of that when you were saying that, that God is so good and so capable yeah. of redeeming even the worst of circumstances. Yes. 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 Because and, you, and can't re, you can't rewind that. You can't right. undo that. You can only move forward, but to, to be able to find redemption, how, what is one way you've been able to even turn something? I've heard another way of saying, take off the rearview mirror, but yeah. I love your, your way of saying there isn't an opportunity to rewind, but God can redeem it. Right. How did you land on that? Or is there something you can share with us that would encourage us to be able to frame difficult situations the same way? You know, looking at scripture, Angela, the stories of scripture are such an encouragement because they, um, 
they paint the full gamut of human existence from the you know the crushing to the victorious and and looking at the stories of people in scripture and seeing how God redeemed the worst situations, um, it, I hope it doesn't sound super spiritual, but, but honestly, looking at Jesus and looking at the cross and realizing mm. what seemed like the most tragic, um, unspeakable thing in human history became a, such a source of triumph. And also knowing again this is this is not a new concept but knowing that i'm able to identify with the wounds of others when i let jesus heal my wounds and i'm able to minister um hope through the things that i've walked through that that kind of is part of that redemption process of of those um things that we would like to rewind hmm. knowing that he will use it knowing that no matter whether or not I see the end outcome of good in each in um, this life, I have this uh, just kind of foundational trust that even if I have to wait to till eternity to see how he worked for good, um, that he is trustworthy, and mm -hmm. that you know either he is or he isn't, and I'm I'm betting my life, I'm betting everything I have that he is, and and just um, living into that every day. Mm, amen. And it's so evident as I've watched your life, I've listened to you speak, I've read your, your, your books, your resources, that you do carry that. And that has been, I think, so evident in the way that you love women and that you want to see them, you know, at, whether it's your coaching, whether it's now your doctorate, that everything is has this motivation of how can you see other women become completely free and as your new book talks about settled yeah. into the things of God. So I really want to talk about this new book because sure. I, I feel like it's a culmination of so many of these moments that you've walked through in your life. I believe firmly, as you're saying, Jody, that when we frame our life with the principles of God's word, everything becomes more meaningful. That is where we find that redemption that we were just talking about. And yeah. we no longer believe the lie that what we have to offer is in significance. Then we can yes. live on purpose yes. and we can yes. make life matter. So I know one of the ways you've chosen to make your life matter for the kingdom is through your writing and your speaking. So talk to us about the settled soul. It just recently released. It's based it on John 15 verse one through 17. So I would love to know what led you to write it and just tell us a little bit about the premise of the book. Sure. It was a pandemic baby book. <laughs> so it was born during the pandemic where I was, uh, where I had to stay home. And actually that turned out to be a good thing for me as a writer. Um, I was, you know, a lot of the traveling I do for speaking um, was canceled or was put online. So that allowed me a lot of time at home. But uh, first, I'll tell you a little bit about the book and then maybe how I came to write it. So it's kind of a six week deep dive into John 15, one through 17. And so it includes five daily devotional study readings per week. Um, and, and that integrates discovery questions and Bible study within the text. 
And it also includes uh, journal prompts for reflection and life application. And I've also added a fun little section called, so this is interesting, which offers some fascinating historical and biblical background context that I think adds a little more color to the study and fills things in a little more fully. And so I like to think of The Settled Soul as an interactive book between the reader and God, uh, between the reader and herself, if she's uh, doing it alone, and also between the reader and others, if, if she's doing it in a group study. And so um, it could be done, you know, as a mentoring study or a solo study or a group study. But uh, one more thing I want to mention before I forget is that I've created free short teaching videos to go with every week of the study. So six videos to help set the stage. And at the end, we can talk about how to access those a little bit more. But um, I don't know, Angela, have you ever been like just camping out in a section of scripture where you just go there mm -hmm. and you just sit and you kind of settle in for a while? I'm, I'm sure you've done that. And, and so I do that um, from time to time, you know, along with my regular reading. And so John, John 15 is one of those sections of scripture where I have camped out. And, um, and so I would, you know, wrote a lot of journal notes and did a lot of personal study. And so I was approached by uh, Kay Burnett, one of the uh, national women's leader for uh, our, uh, the Assemblies of God denomination, and she asked if I would write a study book for the theme she abides, and so on John 15, and so it was just, it felt like this divine appointment where, mm. you know, I had already been preparing, she asked, and it just kind of came together, and so, um, so you know, I think studying scripture is kind of like canning. You're, you're I don't do that much anymore, but I used to back in the day. But when you can something, you preserve fruit or vegetables, you, you put them up on a shelf to be used later. And so when we study God's word, and especially when we make notes, um, it's like preserving truth to be used when it's most needed. And it becomes the main ingredient in some recipe of a God adventure that we can't always foresee. And so that's kind of how I came to write the book. Mm, I love it. And I know it's the national theme for the Assemblies of God for Women. So I, that is so exciting to think about so many women, Jody, who will be able to experience this settled soul and, and the revelation that's in John 15. It is a passage, a chapter that you can definitely camp out on. Yes. I'm just starting session two. And a couple of things I thought, even your title tenaciously, I don't want to, I don't want to misquote it. I don't have the book right in front of me. It's over there where I sit in journal, yeah. but tenaciously abiding, finish it for me with a tender God. I tenaciously love that abiding with a tender God. So to me, even, I even think the combination of the word tenacious and abide mm -hmm. yes. side by side was an interesting combination. Can you expound on that just a little bit? Because to me, I think of abiding and I think this is already going to be very revelational for me to, to go through your book uh, in more detail. The fact that abiding is probably a very active concept, but we think of it as sometimes this kind of laid back, I'm going to abide. Yes. But the, the idea of being tenacious about that has so much intent attached. So I'd love to yes. just hear your thoughts about the subtitle. Yes. You know, 
It's a little like the difference between a hotel and a home, Angela. Um, so a, a hotel is someplace that we can go into and we may bring our things and, and you know, be there for a day or two, but we don't tenaciously abide there. That's not our permanent dwelling. A home is someplace where you live your real life, where you settle into, where you... Uh, live through thick and thin through all of the ups and downs of life where you learn and grow and where you're your your most real authentic self and so tenaciously abiding in Jesus takes us from this hotel-like experience where we pop in you know now and then when we maybe when we have a need or on Sundays or um, you know when we're around other believer believers and where we actually learn to settle in as with Jesus as our permanent home. In fact, the word that he uses there in John 15, when he says, abide in me and I will abide in you is the word minnow. And, and it's where we get the word uh, home from or, or even mansion, but home. And so Jesus is really saying home in me and I will home in you. And I, I love that so much. And, and as you said, you know, nobody ends up in a home accidentally, usually, mm -hmm. you know, it's something that you choose and you invest in and you move into and you live into. And so, so it really does take um, a sense of intentionality and ten tenaciousness to really abide in, in Jesus. But but it's a mutual homing. He also mm. homes in us in that way. He's the great remainder. He doesn't skip out in the middle of the night. Mm. Um, he stays with us. And so we stay with him and he stays with us. And I, I love that. That's so, that's so good. The book is so rich. And I, like I said, I'm not even two sessions in and I've got pages and pages of journal notes. Why do you think it is so hard for us to settle our soul? I mean, I have my own thoughts about it. I know what makes it difficult for me, but what, what angle were you coming from when you're thinking, listen, we have got to settle our soul. If we don't, we're going to really struggle through life. But why is it yeah. so difficult for our, us to really settle our soul in Jesus? Well, Angela, that brings to mind what has become sort of the tagline for my new book, Life Shakes Us Up abiding settles us down. And you know, in my more than six decades on this planet, it's hard to think of a year that has been more unsettling than the one that we just said goodbye to. Um, you know, I think that we've all felt a little or a lot shaken by what's happening in the world on this, you know, macro level. And then each of us have our own micro level unsettling things to deal with as well. So, so not only was there the pandemic and the political unrest and, you know, just so the, uh, you know, racial tension, so many things. Um, we all have our own unsettling things that uh, want to, that try to evict us from God's peace. And so we cannot let circumstances evict us from God's peace. For us, um, it was when in the middle of the pandemic, one of our very dearest lifelong friends went out for a bike ride and was struck by a car and instantly mm. killed. Mm. Just this amazing godly man that we've known since our you know, early married days. And so I've got to be honest, that shook us up. 
But here's the thing, this planet has never been a very safe place to live. And mm. Christians are not immune from life-shaking experiences. In fact, Jesus makes that clear in Matthew 7, 24 through 27, when he talks about the, the torrential storms that beat upon every house, whether it's built on a rock by the wise or built on the sand by the foolish. So life storms us all. And so we live in this churning, unsettled world. And so to be unsettled is to lack stability, to be mm-hmm. chronically uneasy and anxious and to miss out on the benefits of composure, to be peaceless. And so it can also mean to be without a fixed place or, or an established order. So in a word, chaotic. In fact, I was talking to a friend about 2020, and I meant to say that it was crazy and chaotic, but I said chaotic instead, <laughs> so I think I created a new word. Yeah, yeah, that, that sums up 2020. In yeah, and 2021 has not magically fixed all that, has it? <laughs> no, sadly, no. Yeah, but but here's here's a, the wonderful thing is that when things are, are chronically chaotic, you know, <laughs> out there, um, we can still find a place of being settled, being tethered in Jesus and, and having that place of, of rest and uh, peacefulness. Um, Despite what happens, you know, it doesn't mean it takes away all of the, the storms that are blowing, but we have that settled place in him that keeps us anchored and settled and fixed. Mm, I love that. So many good insights you just shared, Jody. I wrote some of that down and What a great statement. Life shakes us up. Abiding settles us down. Yes. So it's not, this is not a luxury item. Abiding is a necessity. This is something we have to learn how to do if we're going to live a fulfilled, and you said just a stable life. Some of the chapter titles or session titles I jotted down just so our listeners can Mm kind of get an overview of it. My father is the gardener full access, living, loved. I can't wait to get to that one. That's session three, friended by Jesus out on, oh, I skipped one, settled in full access, living, loved, friended by Jesus and out on a limb that kind of tells us. And, you know, I come from a place, Jody, of having been formerly very perfectionistic and very performance-based in my relationship Mm -hmm. with the Lord. So I'm already loving some of these insights. I wrote down a a truth that you kind of uncovered for us on page 41 that said fruitfulness, because John 15 talks about, if you remain in me, you will bear fruit. Right. And he cuts off the vines that don't bear fruit. And even those that are bearing fruit mm-hmm. he prunes them so that they can right. bear more fruit. And I'm not going to give everything away, but she gives an aha revelation about what pruning really means. And it was so, so good. Mm-hmm. But I wrote this down about page 41. Fruitfulness isn't about attainment, mm-hmm. but attachment. And I like circled it and started and Mm -hmm. thought, oh, I wish I'd heard that 20 years ago because I lived so much of my life, Jody, thinking that I'm only going to be fruitful by through what I attain. And the more I do for God, the more he'll love me and he'll be happy with me. And it was such a backwards, distorted view, not only of of myself, but of really, truly the love of God and what it means to be abiding in him. But I loved that revelation for me 
fruitfulness is not about attainment, Mm -hmm. but it's about attachment. And that's really what you're describing, remaining in Jesus. And when we remain in him, he remains in us. Any other thought you have about that concept? Yeah, it's, it really is about tending the connection that that is our part. Everything flows from that. So, so yes, not attainment, but attachment, not betterment, but belonging, not goodness, but gripping. And, you know, I'm right there with you, you know, that performance oriented um, faith background that, that I had that really warped my view of who God is as a father and, and how I please him. Uh, were, it was just kind of flipped upside down. And, and yet Jesus is so, um, wise and so kind and letting us know that that our place is to to be attached in him to be uh tenaciously settled into him and fruit comes from that Hmm. and yes yeah from from that comes um an obedience that's based not out of performance but out of relationship and out of trust in his goodness Hmm. and trust that uh, the pruning is for um not not because we've failed him but so that we can uh grow and 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 um be fruitful and touch more lives for him and and develop into the people that he created us to be so mm. so yeah it's all about tending that connection for it's sure so good it is so good and and guys, she's going to tell you in just a second a way you can win a copy. So Jody, I'm, I'm so excited that you're giving away a copy to one of our listeners today. But before we get to that, I would love to know what person in the Bible, other than Jesus, I know he's our hero, did you hope to have a conversation with when you first get to heaven? And I'd love to know, I know you're a coach and you ask a lot of great questions. So what question would you ask them when you get to heaven? Oh my goodness. That is so easy um, for me because yes, it really is. And it may not, it may surprise you, but maybe not. I want to talk to Joseph um, Mm. in, in, from the book of Genesis. I think he's such a fascinating, complex character and his story, Angela, I mean, so much drama, uh, compounding disappointments. So, so many Mm. twists and turns and edge of your seat moments. And yet he remains settled in his faith, you know, prior to Jesus coming. And, and he had this unrelenting trust in God in circumstances that would break most of us. That's true. And so, so I think I would ask him, what was it like when you finally release all the pent up sorrow and loneliness and, and the pain of betrayal with that moment when you cleared the room of all the Egyptian servants and in loud wailing sobs reclaimed your identity as Joseph and mm. reclaimed that completely busted family, the relationships that have been utterly ruined. I would love to hear, you know, you know, what was it up until that moment, he was still hiding behind this mask. And then there was that moment he stripped that all off and went back to that original identity of Joseph, the dreamer. And Mm. these are my, for better or worse, these are my brothers. These are the family that God has given me. And um, just what a pivotal moment and what hope for, for the rest of us. So yes, I want, I want to talk to him for sure. I love that. (laughs) We, the, the world loves to strip away the things that God has given us. And yet we have the opportunity, just as we started this conversation today, 
that maybe something difficult has happened in your life. And I encourage you to go back and read that story about Joseph. It's, if it's new for you, but so many negative things, one after another, so many unfair and unjust uh-huh. things that happened to Joseph, but yet he chose, and we always have a choice. We don't have a choice in what happens to us all the time in life, but we do choose our response we and do. what we're going to do with it. And that's what you've heard Jody say in her own life this very difficult situation they went through with their own daughter, losing a friend, and just her ability to, to, to pour all of that into resources like the settled soul that help us know how to ground who we are in our identity in Christ. So Jody, I'm so grateful for the hard heart work that you have done because we are the recipients of your hard work. Oh. And I am so grateful, not only for your presence and your impact in my life personally, but just for the way that you are now just imparting so much into a generation of women. And you're probably not going to know until eternity, just the oh. fruit of all of that. But thank you, Jody, because you're a hero to so many, including me. Oh, and, you're um, so kind. I'm so grateful for you. And I want you to pray over our listeners in just a moment. But before uh-huh. we do, I want to make sure they know how to connect with you. I'll put your website in our show notes. And I sure. know you want to give away a copy of the Settled Soul. I would how love can they, to. How can they win that? That's so exciting. <laughs> I would love to do that. Yes. So uh, Angela is going to include my website in the show notes, but I'll just uh, say it here for you right now. It's jodydietrich.com. And I'll, I will spell that. It's just J-O-D-I-D-E-T-R-I-C-K. Com. And so what I've, cr- I've actually created um, a printable, downloadable that I would like to make available through this podcast for anyone who goes to jodydietrich.com forward slash JTP. And that stands for Jesus Thought Prompts, JTP. And so um, one of the things that I do in the book is to offer six simple practices to help us tenaciously settle our souls into Jesus. And it's not a a prepackaged spiritual formula, but just simple practices. And so one of those is we think about Jesus. And so I've created this downloadable with Jesus Thought Prompts because I know how it is. Um, Our days and our minds get filled with so many things and there are just a million zillion distractions that pull Mm. our thoughts away from Jesus. And so I would love to um, make that available. So from whoever uh, goes to jodydietrich.com forward slash JTP, um, not only will you get the Jesus thought prompts, but I will choose one of you. Um, I'll be able to see who uh, signed up through that. And I will send one of you a signed copy of my book. I'll, I'll send, I'll have your email so I can send you uh, an email and get your address. And I would be so happy to do that. But, but just um, one quickly, what are those Jesus thought prompts for me? Um, it's as simple as laying my hand on my heart every morning before I get out of bed and saying, um, I am Jody, the one Jesus loves. And I borrowed that from John, I love the apostle, it. because he he said he t- was writing about himself and he kept saying, John, the apostle the Jesus, Jesus loved. And I thought, I yeah, and I thought if, if he can say that, I need to say it. Not because I'm so spiritual, but because mm. I need to remember that I am the beloved, not the berated. Mm. And so 
Um, so that's one of the Jesus thought problems, putting your hand on your heart every morning before you get out of bed. And, and, and I've got some little possible uh, things that you could say, Jesus, I'm yours, or I give you this day, Jesus. And so this, this thought prompt sheet will have a lot more ideas for you, but that's just one little giveaway that I would love to do along with the book, Angela. So thank you oh, for allowing you. me to do that. Thank you so much. So guys, one of you will win the book, but everyone can go and get those because we all need to be able to understand what we can do to settle our soul. And so much of that begins in our thought process as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So mm -hmm. if we can get our mind to get an agreement and alignment with the word of God, then our soul will be settled in who he is. And she's, she's already given you so many great one-liners and that just tells you how great this book is and how impacting and revolutionary it's going to be. You know, as we already see in 2021, nothing's slowing down. Right. There's, it's still chaotic. Still I'm chaotic. Borrow your word. It's still <laughs> chaotic. But we can stay settled even yes. in the middle of the chaos and the craziness around us. So thank yes. you for that reminder. Thank you for your story. Thank you for just who you are, Jody. I'm going to ask you to pray of our listeners and pray maybe especially for anyone who's struggling to settle their soul, or maybe they're like me where they have felt like, they just had to keep attaining, attaining instead of understanding that they can just attach themselves to the character and the goodness of God and how much he loves them. So yeah. just going to invite you to close our program today by praying over our listeners. Sure. Oh, Father, thank you so much that we can approach you. We can come boldly into your throne through Jesus, your son, the one in whom we live and move and have our being. Jesus, thank you for welcome, welcoming us to home in you and, and for making your home in us, your Emmanuel, God with us, even in these crazy, chaotic times, Lord, you're so faithful. And Lord, I pray for um, that person listening who is feeling so unsettled, so uh, just wind whipped by the storms of life right now, feeling like there's just this continual downpour. I pray God that uh, even her emotions, Lord, will be uh, a prompt to settle her soul more deeply into you and to know that you have that place of peace and purpose reserved just for her. And Lord, I pray for those who like Angela and myself have tried to to um, please you by just striving, 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 and, and trying to attain perfection. God, we know that that's not the way. Lord, we know that it comes through abiding in you, Lord. It's, um, it's not betterment, but belonging. And so I pray that even now, something would start to switch, Lord, in, in that person, God, and, and that she would see those moments where she's striving and, and just re-determined um, to be tenaciously attached to you, to settle her soul into you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you never leave us. You are the great remainder, and we put our, our trust in you in the, the year ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining our conversation. Season two is sponsored in part by Worley Dahlberg Yao PLLC. You can learn more about this award-winning law firm at lawfirmvirginia.com. I'd love to stay connected, so be sure to visit angeladonadio.com for books, free goodies, and opportunities to feature your ministry or business as a sponsor. 
Find me on Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV and Instagram at Angela Donatio, where we do podcast giveaways each month. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's make life matter.